You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, special edition today. We have a little crossover episode with Chris Level of Locked On Texas Tech. He also does uh, sidelines for the radio broadcast. So he'll be in Fort Worth on Saturday afternoon. And um, Chris, I guess to start, you know, Joey McGuire, he's one of those guys, it's hard not to love him when you hear him talk. It's hard not to kind of buy into the enthusiasm um, that he brings to whatever he's doing. So now that the dust has set a little bit, you got eight games in year one. What are your impressions of kind of the identity of uh, Joey McGuire as a head coach and, and his football team? Yeah, Stephen. Well, he he's an energy guy, um, and and you're right. I think he treats everybody the same, and I think that that goes a long way in this state, in this part of the state, and all those things. I think that he's such a because this was a just to be honest, and this was an outside the box hire, you know, to hire a, a guy that technically wasn't even a coordinator, but he was such a known quantity in this state from a coaching standpoint at the high school level and then recruiting. And then obviously he had really good experience in, uh, in Waco under Matt rule and Dave Aranda. And they've uh, obviously turned that, or that program around kind of twice while he was there. But, but I think it's uh you look, I, I think the tech fan base wanted uh, an energy guy. They wanted a guy that they could kind of feel optimistic about and get behind and, and all those things. But it's, it's been fun to kind of watch his dream come true, if you will, because I think this is kind of, dream job type stuff uh his his kid uh his daughter went to obviously went to texas tech and he spent a lot of time in, in lubbock and in west texas and, and all those things but it's uh yeah steven it's been it's been fun to kind of watch him uh because he, he's a it's not like he's a, a pup i mean he's he's in right. his early early to mid 50s and so i think it's it's something that you know he's he's been around the game for a long time and he's put a really good staff around him and there wasn't a ton of expectations around this team this year. I mean, this is a bit of a, a rebuild, if you will, just trying to get some traction from a recruiting standpoint. But I think that uh, they, they have competed, they've fought, and been fun to kind of watch him maneuver his way through that. So the the quarterback situation, um, <laughs> I'm sure you, you've heard some questions or heard some discussion. Oh, yeah. It. It's, yeah. I, it, yeah, I was thinking about it this week. It's funny. I forgot, like, Tyler Shook actually won this job, I guess, coming out of mm-hmm. camp. Um, so he was the the one that they thought would be the starter. Uh, Donovan came in and, and did a nice job. And, you know, I, I obviously don't watch Tech every single week, but I, he's just an electric player. I felt like they were sort of headed in a nice direction with him. They went to Baron Morton. So I guess first, Chris, what was kind of the reasoning behind that change? And then what do you expect? Because I know on Saturday they ended up, technically playing all three of them, but what do you kind of expect when they uh, roll in Fort Worth and face TCU this week from that, from that side of the ball? Yeah, Steven, I would, I would tell you that, uh, that unfortunately it's really like this, the past decade, there's a few exceptions in a few seasons. They they just had a hard time keeping the quarterback healthy around here. And it's, uh, you know, when Mike Leach was here, there was a stretch where you had a healthy quarterback every year and Cliff Kingsbury and BJ Simmons, Cody Hodges, uh, Graham Harrell, and just this stretch and you played really good football, but for whatever reason in the last decade or so, you just kind of haven't had any good luck uh, at that position, keeping a guy healthy and playing all 12, 13 games, whatever it would be. And that's been the same case this year. I mean, I just, they, they felt really good about their quarterback room coming into the season, but, 
to think that you're seven or eight games in and you've played uh, three of them as starters. I just was like, this is just comical at some point. And, you know, Tyler breaks his collarbone. And so he misses a lot of time. And then Donovan plays and plays okay, but turn the ball over a bit too much. But then he gets kind of dinged up. And that week before, he could have still played, but I think there was a shoulder and a knee issue that he was dealing with. And I just think they 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 basically said, you know, let, let's – what gives us the best chance to win? A, a kind of a compromised Donovan Smith or or let's let's give Barron a shot at this. And he went to Stillwater and then uh, – and played well and then obviously did the same thing against West Virginia here in Lubbock. And and last uh, last week versus Baylor was the first time that he kind of looked like a freshman. Right. He's extremely talented. I think that's who you'll see uh, is Barron. I think he's kind of the future. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I do think you'll see Donovan Smith uh, as well in, in certain situations. Uh, I think that uh, that's kind of what they feel like is is maybe best is playing to his skill set. He's a, he's a bigger kid, about 6'4", 230 you know, yeah. maybe a little and, and pretty fast and, and all those things. So I think uh, QB run game, short yardage, red zone, stuff like that with him. That's just how they feel like. And they haven't made that's not a big secret or anything. And Shuck is the one you just feel bad for because I think he he got hurt last year and was playing pretty good up until that point. And then he just kind of transferred here. And that's just been the story is it's basically it's been the same injury in back to back years. And uh, he had surgery on it this year, and I think he was really ready to get back in it. And then last week, he just comes in. You could just tell the arm strength's not there through a, an interception on the first play, and probably not a, the best situation to put him in with Baylor pinning their ears back and you're way behind. And they were just trying to knock some of that rust off. But uh, a long answer there. But I think you'll you'll see Barron start. I think you'll see Donovan too. And I, and I would tell you, and they've made no secret about this either that there there's some stuff that they've got with all three of them in the game at the same time. I have no idea what that looks like. I have no idea who's doing what and when you would win or how much you would do some some things like that. But at this point, Texas Tech doesn't have a ton to lose, and so I think they're just trying to keep guys engaged and uh keep keep them playing if you will uh so anyway that that's a long answer for uh a simple question no that's good stuff um <laughs> and that is that is a formation to watch this week uh i wanted to ask you about so fourth down does not necessarily mean that this group is punting <laughs> um i know that's something that's also been kind of an identity factor is that i i know joey obviously has a hand in that and yeah. dave dave aranda kind of last season and this season as well he's he transitioned to that sort of philosophy as well yeah um, but chris is, is so is that just joey like is that what he thinks is mine is that more zach kitley in the offense kind of feeding into it How, why are they sort of taking those those risks i guess you could say so often yeah steven i i would say that there's a couple of things this is joey's uh thought process i think that he didn't really have to sell his staff on it but this is just the way that they're gonna they're gonna play it i think too Texas Tech isn't just overwhelmingly talented, especially on the offensive side. This is where, I mean, almost everybody on that side of the ball can and will likely come back next year. That's where their youth and experience is across the board. And so I think that they're trying to give themselves a bit of an advantage by just pressuring the defense by going for it so much. And they've had some success. Sometimes it's blown up. I mean, that's the chances you take. I just think that you you feel like that over time that that will benefit you more than it will hurt you. And so, yeah, second down is like, well, no, hold on. Like 
third down is like second down to them. How about that? Right. Let me rephrase that right. Yeah, because and and some of it, Stephen, has to do with okay, oh, are we ahead? Or are we behind? Uh, is it fourth and eight or is it fourth and two? Is it you know where, where are we on the field? I mean, there, there's different dynamics that that tell you whether okay, this is a go or hey man, send send the punter out there, kick it or kick the field goal. Joey has maintained that he he's got the ultimate say so and if he wants to just go with his gut or overrule it or you know hey the 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 temperature or the the weather is is altering this or whatever but yeah this they're they're going to put their foot on the gas and 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 we've seen it because they've trailed in some of these games so they start going for it early in the second half if they're trailing and you know I would expect to see that again if they're ahead they don't they don't they're not as aggressive so that's just the reality of kind of how they choose to play it. And they're not, and, and Tim, Tim DeRuiter, the defensive coordinator, because I mean, I've asked him, I'm like, Hey man, are you, are you okay with this? Because it kind of can put his defense in a bad yeah. spot. And he's like, man, if I'm, if I'm in Vegas and it's, it's, I, you know, the dealer shows 16 or I've got 16, I'm hitting on it every time over time it's going to work. And so he believes in it too. And so there's no, bad blood you know amongst the staff of like man you're putting my group in a in a bind no everybody knows the rules and everybody understands that they meet about it weekly and so yeah that's again another long answer but yeah they're, they're gonna go for it on fourth down quite a bit the talent level on offense as you just talked about so is is xavier white kind of the guy that breaks that mold a little bit is he is he become the go-to player that can sort of change the game for them no, I I don't think they have one. I, I think yeah. that's the I get in, in some ways that's the beauty. You know, like obviously in, in Fort Worth is Quentin Johnson. There, there's Kendra Miller, and you, you kind of know where the ball's going a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. This is not a situation. So I think that they view it. They're trying to view it as a positive in that any given Saturday it could be any guy. Look, there there is some talent. There's just not like NFL talent. There's nobody here from a skill player standpoint that is bad. Mm-hmm. They they just are either young or inexperienced or haven't done it a lot at this stage yet. Maybe haven't taken that next step. But we've seen Trey Cleveland, Xavier White, Miles Price when he was healthy, uh, Jaron Bradley. They've all had these big moments and big catches. But is anybody the go-to guy week in and week out? No. That was Eric Ezukama, who who's playing for the Dolphins now last year, and he elected to to leave early and go to the go to the NFL. Their, their running backs are very good. Uh, they're, they're not, they don't have breakaway speed like a, like a Miller does or anything like that. Uh, so Roderick Thompson, I think he's, he's like fourth on the all time touchdowns list at Texas tech in history, which is a, a big deal. Taj Brooks has been really good. So they're just solid uh, all the way across their tight ends are really good. Some weeks they're featured other weeks, not as much. And then we've talked about all the different quarterbacks that are playing. So there's just not the one guy on offense that's an all-conference type guy. Uh, but I think they try to hit you with depth, and there's just no drop-off when some of that depth comes in. Last question about the offense is I'll just ask you about the offensive line. I know they've had some some issues lately. Is that continuity problems? Is that kind of shuffling guys around or, or just having some some younger and experienced players at that position group? All of the above. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're ultimately very good up front. I think they want to be a lot better. I think that's been a lot of their when they've had issues on offense. That is really where it's uh, stemmed from. You know, they knew this was going to be an issue way back in the spring, and they tried to add 
you know, three or four, maybe I think it was five portal guys. Mm -hmm. They went added one from Oklahoma State, one from USC, one from Tennessee Martin, one from Western Kentucky, and one from uh, University of New Mexico. Uh, I think the problem there was is that the 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 maybe the best one was from Western Kentucky, played for Zach Kitley and Stephen Hamby, who's the old line coach up there got hurt in the summer, had to have surgery out for the year. So that, that would have been their best one. He would be playing a starting guard spot for you now. And then I think Monroe Mills, who's their starting right tackle or was got dinged up a couple of weeks ago. So he, he may be back this week, may not, but he's been the the better of the two. And then the USC kid, Ty Buchanan, he's a redshirt freshman. So it's all in front of him. So what, what they brought in didn't really help as much as they had hoped initially, but it's a young group. Uh, and, and they've just been okay. I think they have their moments where they get overwhelmed. They have moments where they're, where they're, you know, that's part of the tempo that you see too, just trying to protect those guys too and not asking them to do too much. So I think that's been, that's been a reason why they go so fast is because you're not going to ask those guys to have to block for four to five seconds, just a couple of seconds kind of thing. So when they're at their best, they're going really fast. So, but that's, that's the crux of the issue really on your team is just kind of the lack of depth, talent, and experience up front on offense, and they'll certainly try to address it in this offseason again. So we'll talk about the defenses kind of generally. I, I saw you and Casey had an episode yesterday about, like, this is sort of the the uh, wonky matchup in this game because which both defenses have some flaws and which one can sort of hold up against some high-powered offenses. Um, you know, TCU's made a living just basically trying to survive until halftime and then kind of <laughs> kind of flipping the script a little bit with, with making some adjustments. What's the biggest strength for this tech defense or what has it been in, in the times they've played well this year? Yeah, I, I think that's where the experience all is on that on this team is is on their defense. They're very old, especially on the back end of that defense. They've got I mean, they have the legitimately really good corners that are both six three ish that have a chance to go to the league after this season. Uh, I think they're, they're really old. It, it's safety. That's where all the, I mean, you can go look at the depth chart and like, you've got a Wisconsin guy, you've got a Texas guy, you've got a, a Duke guy. I mean, there, there's a variety of transfers back there that have been actually in the program for a couple of years. And, you know, your two, your two starters at corner is an NC state transfer. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, oh, and a UCLA transfer. And so that's, they're just old and that's where it, it needs to be uh, good because that's where, you know, that, that, that side of the ball is going to have to do some things for you. And then, but to, to answer your question, the strength has been like Tyree Wilson. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's potentially a first rounder. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think if there's any criticism there, and I think Joey has said this publicly, they just haven't taken the ball away enough. They haven't created enough turnovers mm -hmm. and that's what this team needs because they're turning over way too much on offense. And so when that number's going one way and not being evened out because your defense can't take it away, because you, you put West Virginia to sleep by taking, taking the ball away, I think four or five times against the Mountaineers. And then that game turned into a blowout. And that was why. And I think if, if there's any criticism there, it's because they need to do a better job of creating takeaways, uh, strip sacks, you know, picks, you know, just just whatever, creating more pressure. And obviously against TCU, they're going to have their absolutely you know, their hands full against that group. So uh, that's what I would that's what I would tell you there. And I remember Joey was like the the turnover coach at Baylor, like they kind of appointed him that position. Um, is that something they feel like they can 
coach these guys on or, or do you believe that's more of just a personnel issue well they're they're trying i mean they've yeah. got the personnel to do it so at some level it's just they come in bunches some some of it's luck but they, they just yeah you, you know some some teams man it's just kind of one of those years where you just take it away and and you just fall into turnovers and then you you pressure and and all that other uh, you know it's not they, they talk about it every day they wear shirts they try to you know mention it a gazillion times yeah. take three take three take three and so it's just a mindset trying to keep those guys you know engaged on that you know but max duggan doesn't throw it to the other team uh, i think tcu's plus six in the turnover margin this year this is just part of why tcu has been so good this year is they just have they've, they've done a good job of taking care of the football so you, you just, but if if you're going to kind of get your fortunes turned here, and, and you want to have a chance to compete in this game, you're going to have to create some takeaways, or you just simply cannot turn mm-hmm. it over on offense uh, if you're if you're Texas Tech. So, um, yeah, you, you know, we we see all these slogans and 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 the coaches they try to do different things, but it's all just like a mental game, I think, with uh with with Joey and and, and these guys. Well, before we go, uh, so the frogs right now, I mean, they'll be at home. They they haven't really blown the doors off a lot of teams this year. You know, tech has been kind of a mixed bag and what you're going to get week to week, but do you have a feel for, for this matchup and how it plays out? Well, you know, you know, Steven, I would have told you that tech was very consistent up until last week. Okay. Uh, I think that even their losses, they had fought. Yeah. They com- com- competed. I mean, they, they had a chance to take the lead early in the, the fourth quarter in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. They were in it till the end against Oklahoma State before o- Oklahoma State just kind of pulled away. And they were down 20 to nothing at NC State back when Devin Leary was healthy and they were the Wolfpack were ranked, I think, in the top 15 in the country. And that was a Saturday night. You're down 20 to nothing and you come back and you, you're into that game before some turnovers happened at the late in that game. But then last week happened and you just kind of – and, and even last week, it was twenty-four to seventeen, right at the end of the third quarter, and then then the turnover started happening. So, if anything, I would have told you that they'll fight you, they'll compete. That you know, he's squeezing everything he can out of this group. They're very motivated. They 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 like each other. They're just not super talented at, at some places yet, compared to some of the NFL talent that I think uh, Sonny's coaching right now. So I, I would expect them to bounce back and fight and, and play hard. I just wonder if you can score enough points and and stop that TCU offense enough to, to make this a game or to compete. But uh, funny things happen. I don't I don't know sure. what to yeah. expect. Uh, I, w- I would have just told you I, I don't really know what to expect now because of what I saw last week in, in Lubbock. They just looked uh, – Baylor looked like – I mean, they played their best game of the year. They're kind of figuring it out. Baylor, that was the, you know, everybody had picked Baylor. So many did to win the league. And that was mm-hmm. the team that everybody thought they'd see. But Baylor had not looked like that up until this point. And so, uh, but I don't know if that was a Baylor thing or if that was a Texas Tech thing. I guess we'll find out this weekend. It's Chris Level. He hosts Locked on Texas Tech. And Chris, uh, if folks are more int- interested in the, in the work of the podcast, it's the best thing to do. Just subscribe on, on the YouTube channel. Absolutely. Yeah. I know you're doing a good job. You've been doing this for a couple of years, but uh, yeah, Casey and I just started doing this for uh, Locked On and uh, we've been doing it since late August, I guess. It's been fun, but yeah, Locked On uh, Tech, uh, I guess on Twitter, but yeah, Locked On Texas Tech on uh, YouTube and RedRaiderSports.com. And obviously I'll be on the sidelines uh, this weekend at Eamon Carter, but uh, look, looking forward to it. But I appreciate you having me very much, man. You do a good job. Hey, we appreciate it. Enjoy the game Saturday. And uh, All right. this is... Um, Locked on Horn Frogs are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.